0: After falling short against Houston on the road, our beloved returned to Soldier Field, the site of only one win last year, to start our home schedule against the Philadelphia Eagles on Monday Night Football. Can the Bears win at home, or will Wentz and the Eagles just keep us reeling? All of this and so much more on the week two preview episode of the Chicago Bears Review. boy kitties, you would not believe <laughs> the last 24 hours of my life and uh how my life has made me a liar for the last two days in trying to get you this show what's going on everybody larry back for the week two preview episode of the chicago bears review and uh for those of you that follow me on facebook you know that uh for the second week in a row we had technology problems with the Pamela Skype recording program that would not allow us to record the conversation I was trying to have with Brandon Gauton from uh, Bleeding Green Nation to discuss the Bears in the Eagles game. Um, so we had to, uh, you know, venture off without him uh, this week. Um, I was pissed off about it on Thursday, so I decided not to be a. A bitter and angry man on the show, and uh, decided that hey, since the Bears playing don't play until Monday, I have an extra day, so this week's Thursday will be Friday. So I'll just put the show out on Friday. Well, that was the plan. So I go to work on Friday, and you know I I got a new job, and uh, in July. And I work out in Iowa City, which is about an hour from where I live, because for five and a half months, I was unemployed in this home area that I live in, sending out resumes. You know, every now and then, somebody throw me a bone and give me an interview, but I couldn't find a job. So I decided to spread my wings, uh, to expand my reach, if you will. And two weeks later, I had a job. So what are you going to do? So I have to make this hour-long commute every day. Which means that my poor puppy, for those of you who follow me on Facebook, you know I love my dog, um, has to spend anywhere from 10 to 12 hours uh, by himself in the house. So I decided that every now and then, you know, it's worth it for me, worth it for him, that, uh, you know, spend them, spend some money, take him to doggy daycare for the day. So he can interact, play with other puppies, be around people and, and all that kind of stuff. So... Yesterday, I decided that was going to be the day. I'm going to take him to doggy daycare, let him have his fun, get the weekend kicked off on the right way. I'm going to go home. I'm going to do the show. Boom. There we go. We're kicking off the weekend uh, and and, and all that kind of stuff. So we fast forward to 5 p.m. on Friday. I get out of work. I hop in the car. I drive to the doggy daycare place. I pick up my puppy. He's happy to see me. We hop in the car. Off we go. Now... Iowa City is kind of this long, twisty kind of road thing, and I'm getting to the highway, and as I'm pulling up to the highway, I'm driving on the highway, or driving up to the road where I can actually, from where I am, I can see the off-ramp to where I get on the I-80 highway that will take me to Davenport, where I live. And as I'm pulling up, you know, we're we're getting close to this stoplight, and it looks like we're not going to make it through the stoplight, and my radio is, like, flickering. Like the power is going in and out of the radio, and I'm like, well what what's this about? And then, as I slow down, as I stop at the stoplight, boom, the whole car dies, just dead right there. And when I try to crank it up, it has that old familiar sound that I've heard a few times if you leave your lights on or anything like that, where you try to crank, but uh, the battery's dead. All you hear is click click, 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 but the car's not cranking, the engine's not working, nothing so lucky me, Friday, 5.30 in the afternoon, this is happening, so uh, anyway, I won't bore you with the rest of the details, okay, four and a half hours later, we finally get myself and my poor dog, who's with me this whole time, um, we finally get uh, my car towed back here to the Quad Cities, which cost a fortune, um, and drop my car off at my mechanic, who ironically, ironically part of my plan for saturday was to take my car to get looked at by my mechanic i wanted him to take a look at it um you know i've been the the car's idling kind of rough i wanted him to take a look at see what's going on with it and if the car could have made it for 12 more hours i'd have been able to do all of that without a problem but no it decided to quit on me then so after four hours in iowa city we finally got a tow back to town and by the time i got back here um it was after 11 o'clock and i'd been up since you know quarter to five quarter to six in the morning and uh yeah i I just i went to bed so (laughs) that's just so there's my long story i don't know if you care or not but that's why the show did not come out last night and here it is saturday afternoon and i'm getting cranking on it now so i'm going to try to bang this out as quickly as possible and um you know we'll just head right into it but just wanted to let you guys know I did not forget to do this last night. You know, it's like what they say is uh, life was what happens while you're busy making other plans. Well, that was my plan was to come home and do the show and blah, blah, blah. But life had other ideas for me uh, yesterday. So it, it decided to turn a 50-minute commute into a six-hour epic yesterday. And that's how my Friday night, that's how I spent my Friday night was trying to get home Uh <laughs> With my poor dog, who who has you know has separation anxiety, he gets nervous around other people and things like that. So being around all of these strangers, we're in the middle of downtown Iowa City uh, yesterday. It was uh, it was really rough on him, and uh, you know he even now he's still exhausted. Like he hasn't moved a muscle all day long. He's just totally pooped out. So uh, anyway, now we're gonna go ahead and handle the business I've been trying to handle for the last two days. Maybe if I wasn't such a whiny bitch i'd have done the show on thursday and just gotten it over with but you know say me. anyway let's go ahead and and dive right in we're just going to do the show preview and get it over with So you know i have brandon uh Goughton here to help us out and uh, we're going to get these software issues uh figured out because one of my favorite things about doing the show lately has been having guests and doing the interviews and and talking to people from the other teams and i really want to get back to that um you know i want to try to figure out a workaround with it, my buddy Ron Rugg from Football is America is trying to help me, uh, you know, figure out a, a workaround and if there are any other software programs we can use, or to try to figure out what the hell's going on with Pamela, so we can get that straightened out and just get it working the way that it has been working for the last year and a half. Because I've had the program since March of last year, and um, you know, this is really—I mean, every once in a great while you'd have the pro- uh, have a problem, but it, w- it just turned out you needed to update skype or reboot your computer or this that or the other and it was fine you know but now it's just constant constant issues and we just have to figure out what the hell's going on with it or you know hopefully figure out another program that we can use or a workaround uh, to do it so anyway let's go ahead and. VR training platforms, like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International, are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com/slash metaverse impact. Dive right in to Bears preview with the Eagles, week number two on Monday Night Football. So things didn't work out in Houston, and our beloved started the year off 0 1, but we come home to uh, Chicago on Monday night, excuse me, and a national TV audience bringing in number two overall draft pick Carson Wentz, the surprising starting quarterback for the Eagles, and only surprising in the way that the entire offseason it's been about Sam Bradford and Chase Daniel. Um, You know, they, they signed Bradford to this extension. They 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 snag uh, Chase Daniel in free agency, and then they draft Carson Wentz. I mean, these were things they did. They you know they signed Bradford first, then they then went out and got Chase Daniels, then they made the trade to, to draft Carson Wentz. It's like, well, well, which is it, you know? And then finally, in the in the in the, just before the. The regular season begins. The whole thing with Teddy Bridgewater happens. The Vikings make the trade for Sam Bradford, so the picture becomes a little bit clearer. And then the the Eagles throw everybody a curveball and be like, oh, yeah, by the way, Carson Wentz is going to be our starting quarterback. <laughs> what? <laughs> so the guy barely had a preseason because I'm pretty sure he got hurt in that first preseason game. He had a rib injury in the first preseason game. Hasn't taken a snap since then. Has been injured the whole time, but you're telling me – He's going to be your starter day one against the Browns? Just like that. So, you know, that is it is what it is. The only problem is he went out and had a fantastic game against the Browns. 278 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. That's a hell of a rookie debut. Granted, he had it against the Browns, but uh, he had it nonetheless. And um, we're hoping that the Bears can take advantage of his rookiness. You know, he hasn't had that rookie moment yet or from what i understand i didn't really get to see any highlights of the uh, of the eagles game uh, against the browns because unfortunately the eagles play the browns and no one cares so it's you know not even primetime on espn showed much of highlights for those for that game so there's not a whole lot of film for the civilians on uh, on carson wentz but um you know it's it, here's what we want to do you know and i'm looking at the, some notes that i put together Uh, the other day, and and one of the things that that I would like to see the Bears do, especially with Vic Fangio as our defensive coordinator, especially now that we have a lot of talent on the defensive side of the ball, we have definitely, we have way more than we did a year ago, that's for sure, you know, we want to be unpredictable on defense this week, he's a rookie, mix it up, get after him, confuse him some, get him under pressure, and he'll make mistakes, because he's a rookie, you know, he does have good poise, uh, from what I understand. Looked good in the pocket against the Browns, even when they were under pressure. I mean, they did sack him a couple of times uh, in the football game. So, you know, he's uh, they can get to him. And uh, I'm hoping that the Bears do a bigger, make a bigger effort to get after the quarterback this week, to try to just take advantage of the rookie. I mean, it, even if we only do it in the beginning of the game and try to secure ourselves a lead, that would be fine if we ease off the gas a little bit in the second half. Um, you know, so as not to get smoked, if you will. I don't know. But, um, you know, other things we need to do, defensive side of the ball, the obvious things. Number one, firm up the middle of the defense against the run because the Texans victimized the Bears up the middle last week in the running game. I mean, they, they really weren't able to get to the outside on the Bears, you know, when they tried to – you know, do like a toss sweep and, and 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 try to get around the corner. That's where they would meet a very angry Trevathan and Freeman out there on the side. They just it wasn't possible. But you try to run that thing up the gut, down the middle, and down our throats, and it worked just about every time uh, for the um, for the Texans. So that's something that the Bears need to do is to firm up the the middle of the field. You know, it's uh, you know, it's like somebody who lifts weights. You just work on your your chest and your legs, but you don't do anything about your core, and you got this saggy gut, you know what I'm saying? So we got to work on that, and uh, we got to work on the saggy gut uh, and firm that up and get some abs in there so that, uh, you know, we don't make it so easy on third and three, third and four, for them to drive the ball right down our throats and and up the middle of the field. So uh, because the thing is, we weren't great on defense on Sunday, but the one thing that didn't suck was our tackling. You know, it wasn't like last year where if we would have just been able to make the tackle, we would have had the guy, you know, we'd have, we'd have uh, you know, stopped him short on third down and, and, you know, got him off the field. It's not like it was last year. We were, you know, physically not playing that well. It's it's more like, uh, you know, we just got outplayed uh, by the Texans on Sunday because tackling is not the issue that it was a year ago, especially with the, the, the addition of, of trevathan and freeman those guys had uh you know 28 tackles between the two of them last week so i mean a ridiculous number of tackles which means that uh which most likely means that uh they didn't miss too many opportunities to make that tackle when they had the chance to so um you know tackling is not an issue uh for the bears and then of course third downs we gotta we gotta stop them period you know, that was the tail of the tape, especially in the second half where the Texans pulled away from us was those third down conversions. We just could not get the defense off of the field, and the offense was having a trouble establishing a rhythm, which, means, which meant that we needed to get them back out there, get them back out there so they have more of a chance to establish this rhythm, and because we could never get the Texans off of the field, the offense never had a chance to build that rhythm. You see how this thing cycles into an ugly thing? And here we go. So, get them off the field. You know, Houston ran almost 30 plays more than our offense did last week. We definitely want to even that out. <laughs> we don't want uh, cuz the Texans had us beat like 75 to 47 or something like that as far as the total amount of offensive plays last week and that can't happen this week. It can't. So, I don't think it will, but it definitely uh should not be allowed to happen. Uh, a second time, so um, we definitely need to get better on third down. That time of possession uh, differential was almost 13 minutes last week, 36 and change to 23 uh, and change. It was it was almost exactly 13 minutes that the Texans had the ball longer than us, which is almost an entire quarter that they had the ball. You know, and that's that's the that's a recipe uh, for disaster. And then somebody to watch on the defensive side of the ball is. Um, Jordan Matthews, uh, the wide receiver for the Eagles, seven catches, 114 yards, and a touchdown. That could be this week's Will Fuller. You know, somebody we're going to have to keep an eye on, somebody that could be a problem uh, for the Bears uh, in that secondary that we're still struggling with up to this point. So no word on whether or not uh, Kyle Fuller uh, is going to play for us this week. He's still listed as questionable uh, on the uh, depth chart. Pretty much everybody else is healthy. You know, it went from having nine guys on the list last week to I think we only have like one or two on it this week. I didn't check it on, uh, on Friday. But, um, you know, Kyle Fuller is basically the only guy who's in, who's in doubt of playing uh, on Sunday. So we'll have to – excuse me, Monday. So we'll have to wait and see uh, what happens with him if he is in fact going to make his 2016 uh, debut uh, against the Eagles. On the offensive side of the ball – Let's see more of the offense we saw at the start of the first quarter and the end of the second quarter. Those were successful drives that went to the that went for touchdowns on Sunday. Our two scores, that's what happened. We 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 turned the interception into a nice drive that ended in a touchdown and then at the end of the second quarter, another nice drive ended with another touchdown uh, for the Bears, which is, you know, which was key. Cuz how many times did we talk about it last year? The Bears are in the red zone kicking field goals and not scoring touchdowns. Well, they had two trips to the red zone last week and had two touchdowns put on the board. That's, that's, a, that's a 100% conversion rate. That would, be, that would make me very happy if, that, if that's what the Bears did all season was score touchdowns when they were in the red zone. That would be fantastic. Uh, could have made all the difference last year. So we continue cashing in on the red zone is one of the notes I put here um, this week. Now, this could also – just looking at the stat lines uh, that I was uh, looking at, uh, I was looking at the Cleveland Browns and their their running backs, and it could be a good game for the Bears to focus on the ground, which would also help us with that time of possession uh, t- problem that we had with the Texans uh, last week. We were playing from behind early on, so we had to throw the ball to try to get caught up. Now, because Cleveland averaged all of their backs actually averaged over five yards of carry. Against the Eagles, but the Browns got behind early, so that's probably where they weren't there. Why they weren't more carries? Because I think their 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 top runner only had like ten or eleven carries tops, uh, if I'm not mistaken. But he had like seventy yards, so he's averaging like seven yards a carry. And the number two back was somewhere in the five yard area, so it was anywhere from five to six yards a carry that their that their backs were averaging uh, against the Eagles. So this could be an opportunity to get uh, to get Jeremy Langford rolling, and then also to get that that multi-headed running back monster that John Fox wants to have and get Kadeem Carey and Jordan Howard out there as well. So, I mean, just to to mix it up, make it a ground game, and throw the ball only when we have to instead of spending the game needing to throw the ball. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I think that would be, uh, you know, especially to use the run to set up that play action, to set up the big play downfield, see if we can't get Kevin White deep down the field on a long one or get Alshon Jeffrey in a jump ball that he's almost guaranteed to win, things like that. So the Eagles' defense might also be susceptible to big plays. Cleveland wide receivers had catches of 58-44 and on Sunday, so maybe we'd be able to burn them downfield like I was talking about a minute ago. But more importantly, if we're going to try play action and things like that, Pass protection needs to step it up. Uh, tackles especially um, got Jay Cutler killed. Jay was sacked five times, but he was hit like a dozen more times on top of that. Now, Jay is a tough guy. He is absolutely tough. It's one of his, uh, one of the things that we as Bear fans love about him the most, but you know, he's not going to be able to uh, survive many more games like the one he had against Houston. He just got hit way too much, so we can't allow that. So the pass protection really needs to step it up. And, uh, you know, make sure that uh, our quarterback is upright and uh, not taking as many hits as he took uh, last Sunday. So when we're looking at matchup of the week, um, the best pass rusher on the defensive side for the Eagles is a guy named Fletcher Cox, who just signed a ridiculous J.J. Watt-style contract uh, with the Eagles, over $100 million. And uh, But he is their best pass rusher, so it's Fletcher Cox versus our tackles, as far as I'm concerned, being the big... Uh, matchup for our offense and then on defense it's just about getting it done on third down so i mean that's not even a matchup but that's the one that i'm uh that's the one that i'm concerned about after we saw what we saw a week ago was our third down defense really needs to step it up and i think that if we can fix that then uh we'll, we'll definitely put ourselves in a good position uh to win this game against the eagles on monday so what do i think i think the bears will win on on monday night i really do i I think we have an excellent shot in in doing so. Um, I would like to think that um, Monday night was a, or excuse me, last Sunday uh, with the with the way our defense wasn't able to pull it together. Uh, I want to believe that was a fluke. You know, as as a fan, I want to see. I don't want to see the Bears doing that again. So um, we'll uh, we'll uh, cross our fingers and hope for the best. But I'm sure that we'll come out on top uh, with this one and uh, give the rookie his first uh, his first loss. Uh, of his career. So um you know, we'll we'll see what happens and uh come back on Tuesday for the review episode where we sit back and we talk about this game. We'll have our uh knee jerk reactions and everything in between to see how it goes uh how it went on Monday night. Are we happy? Are we one and one when we go to this game against the Cowboys or are we 0 and 2 needing to win against the Cowboys? Are we staring down the barrel of John Fox's second zero and three starts. So let's uh, <laughs> let's meet up in a few hours and find out. All right. So until then, uh, my name is Larry D, and this has been the Chicago Bears review.